So, so you're saying we can't say that we like Shopper Hopper? You can. It's just copyright rules. You can't make a free commercial for it. I got you. I love Shopper Hopper. I love Shopper Hopper, too. That's more of a feeling than... So, mate, is that acceptable? <laughs> Look, I, I got to be honest with you. This is... This we Blue Creek Productions has stepped up the game since very much since six months ago when the last episode of Milk and Cornbread occurred, and now we're starting what we call season two of Milk and Cornbread. But really, it's just whenever we are able to get together and do a recording, I think is what it is. But a lot of junk has happened in six months. So Craig and I got together and we were like, dude. We have got to talk about some things because both of our brains are about to explode. How many times in the past six months have we been sitting together watching a football game, just shooting the crap, whatever, and the question came up or we thought to each other, we said to each other, man, I wish we had a microphone right now. We should be recording what we're having this conversation. How many times has that happened? More than once. More than <laughs> and I will tell you, full disclosure, we, you know, we're a little rusty. It's been a while. It's okay. Um, we're a little rusty, but we have our uh, top-notch producer over here. we got to uh, get Colin. to the free-throw line. we got to get to the free-throw line. Uh, cornbread is a little under the weather. No, it, no. Just, it, uh, it, seems like, uh, it seems like he has had the... Uh, the Kung Flu. The Kung Flu has taken a toll on my man's body. I think it has. Uh, it, you know, he's he's not he's not contagious. He has the antibodies, but um, things have, have uh, <laughs> continued on. From what we understand, Doctor Heiss uh, has said that he needs to take zinc, uh, a combination of zinc and yeah. est- estrogen. I think is what yeah, I'm is not. What I'm not going surfing, by the way. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't understand. Oh man. So so uh, what? What have you been into, Cornbread, Craig Brock, CB? What have you been into? Trying to figure it all out. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, and, and I and I apologize up front for saying this, because I was the one that specifically wanted to try to keep it from being said the last few episodes, but uh, the last 12 months have been the biggest shit show that I have ever seen in my life. And it's been the biggest fraud ever perpetrated on on people in the United States of America, hands down. So whatever I am doing is so inconsequential when I'm riding up down the road. It's all I can think about for the last 12 months. I don't think it's supposed to be that way. Do you, you, so you're saying you don't think that uh, our founding fathers... Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I do think that they predicted something bad would happen. I don't think they were so... Uh, What's the word I'm thinking of? I, you know, so they. I don't think that they felt like this was going to be the perfect situation, and that some somewhere down the road, I know they didn't think anything about the internet unless the aliens were around, and maybe they told them about the internet. And of course, that's finally getting a little airplay. It is getting airplay, and I'm digging that. That's we're too. gonna have to talk about that when we get done with politics at some point in time. We got to bring in the aliens. Yeah. But so, what do you mean? I mean, it's a shit show. So, what are you talking about? Let's let's. De- this is therapy. Remember, this is us. Digging deep and, and releasing our uh, negative energy and uh, taking that zinc and estrogen to get rid of our headaches, whatever it is. <laughs> well, I just can't help but think of the first show that we did and we were sitting here talking about just saying, well, this is going to happen and this is going to happen because this is how these people are. And that's exactly what happened, but I never envisioned uh, the founding fathers thing, believe it or not. And, you know, this might sound crazy, but 
I almost think that they would be more accepting of what happened in the Capitol the other day <laughs> as to uh, what's happened in the preceding 10 months leading up to that. Um, not that anybody get, you know, the, uh, the violence necessarily, but uh, I, I can't, I don't, it's hard to un, and, and I think the idea um, behind all this is to make it so overwhelming that people just like us, it's impossible to start unpacking it. I mean, uh, it started with a few weeks and then it started with masks and then it's gotten to people getting in fights because they're shaming other people that don't have a damn clue what they're talking about. And you've got people, you know, I always used to tell you about my dad, you know, when Clinton got in all that trouble for suborning perjury, my old man, I'd never used, heard him use the word suborn in my life ever. I love that word. And yeah. It's a great word, but how often do you find yourself in a conversation and you use the word suborn? Well, tomorrow I'm using it. I'm using it by God. I'm using <laughs> it. But you know, I mean, it's the same kind of thing that, that everybody was out spouting it when they heard it. Well, he was suborning perjury. Yeah, what, what is that? Yeah. And all these right leaning people were saying that, well, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've got these people now out there running around who presumably before this had trouble figuring out a way to get home at night. And they're starting to, you're going to talk to me about science, getting a to-go sweet tea at McDonald's. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I struggle with that because um, I want to believe the science. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I watch the shows on Discovery Channel. I know it's got to be true. You know, alien, ancient aliens and all that. It's got to be. But I, but I am telling you, though, there's so much, uh, uh, there's so much, like, differing opinions in the, in the science world. You can't even believe any of it. There is no science that you can believe. And that's what, that's what blows my mind. You've got some doctors who say, no, don't wear a mask. you got some doctors say you do need to wear a mask. And it's almost like science has become politicized. And it, it's, it's insanity for me. Why can't why can't though I don't this is the thing the only thing I don't understand because I going through life, um, not understanding a lot of things, which is my life for the most part still, um, whether it's not because I'm not smart enough or because whatever it is, this is a lot of things that confuse me, you know, and and I don't understand this whole uh, I don't understand any of it because when you start talking about science, I, I'm not smart enough to talk and say some of those things and, and understand some of the terminology. But what I am smart enough to do is just look at what's going on right in front of you. Yeah. So I don't need Observe. somebody preaching. Yeah, I mean, you, you get these places that are on these massive lockdowns and they've got four masks on and they've got masks on their dogs. Yeah. And they're still catching it. Well, what does that tell you? Yeah. So instead of just pretending and it's... But I'm telling you, you've gotten to the point now where the average American prefers cause chaos and hysteria to, uh, apparently, to or at least 80 million of them prefer that to uh, just using some kind of sense to be able to get in and out. And I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about getting in and out of the rain type sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I'm it's just, like, it's like they skip that part, Craig. It's like they skip the get, have enough sense to get out of the rain and went straight to the PhD in um, cell biology. So, you know, let's, you know, your, your guys going to the McDonald's and getting sweet tea. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Completely skip the, <laughs> The common sense of getting in and out of the rain went straight to cell biology. Yeah. So now they're experts in that. And yeah. I, you know, you, you, well, you, oh, really? You know, when somebody tells me about, well, look, this is what, I'm like, oh, really? Where'd you read that? Yep. You know, was that on YouTube this or is, this Google is, or? The only way I can, I, can, I can explain a lot of stuff that is in my head is through 
things that we all know, movies or situations or something like that. And the thing that keeps coming to my mind about the situation we're in right now is when the, in the movie The Rock, when <laughs> we were just talking about okay, that when those guys come up through the bathroom floor, through the shower floor, and they're completely before they even enter, they're dead. Yeah, right. They're totally outgunned. And they sit there, and the guy's telling them to drop their weapons, and he says, you know, I can't give that order. I feel like the guy in the floor. Yeah, yeah. That's what I feel like, because you, you are surrounded by, and, and if you've just, if you've paid any attention to the way that this whole Capitol protest thing has gone from the right, you will know that you are completely surrounded by wolves, because the Mitch McConnells and all of these other ones who are showing their true colors, finally, uh, there, there's no, I mean... I think you and I are going to look like we actually knew what we were talking about in a few years because I'm telling you, I'm getting text messages from buddies down in Georgia who are like, hey, man, have you checked out Tulsi Gabbard? Man, come on. We're, I mean, seriously? Where have you been? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is we're on like seven years with this lady. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, yeah. Are you kidding? But that's you're putting your hopes. you got to put your hopes in something like that because you are completely and totally outgunned on both sides. Yeah, and, and I was – I was talking about that same thing uh, yesterday with, with some colleagues, and we talked about that what it's going to take. I, I don't know really what it's going to take, but uh, you and I both have said before that, you know, somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, who is a Democrat and is has liberal ideology but not extreme is what kind of what we need. And then you got Dan Crenshaw on the other side. I like who, Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, who is a Republican – and has conservative beliefs and values, but is not a wacko right winger. And at some point in time, you you kind of bring those two together, and you have something that may be a semblance of what government should look like. The problem is, is that we've become so tribal as a country that you can be a Republican who is pro-choice and you're deemed a liberal because you disagree on one stance out of 50 of being a Republican. It's not okay anymore, and I'm, I'm not saying just Republicans, but it's not okay anymore to have uh, a disagreement among your own tribe because litmus. if you do, if you do, then you're no longer part of that tribe. And that's, what, that's what's happened here. And, and quite honestly, I, I think that that tribe, uh, the two extreme tribes on both ends um, who are controlling the narrative right now, are the minority they're the minority of the people who control the narrative and and quite honestly i've always said i've heard this in one time in my political science class where you have we talk about a political spectrum being a line i'm not i'm not so sure i'm thinking political spectrum is a circle and it, and the, the two extremes are at the top of the circle right next to each other just alike and they don't even realize it that but you know yeah i mean uh it's what it's going to take. The only the only way to change it is you're going to have to have classic liberals and conservatives, and they're going to have to to, to come together and be in the same party. And they're going to have to agree I know to disagree as crazy on certain as that sounds. Right. That's they're the they're to going to have it. to say, you know what, you know what, Craig, I disagree with your stance on this, but I don't hate you because I disagree. Oh, with absolutely. Your stance. And that's what's happened now is well, that you you disagree with me, and I'm kicking you out. Well, it's it's this is they finally figured out a way to continue. And, and, and so I, I would say this, at least we'll get this out of the way now, um, because this is the thing that nobody wants to talk about, whether it's in your living room or whether it's people that we know that are going back and forth at each other on social media or people we don't know that are doing the same. 
this whole black versus white thing is nauseating to the point that it it's depressing. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, uh, I've never seen my wife and my mom um, in such, so bothered by what politicians are doing. It's always been me that's grumbling or my dad or us or something. Yeah. But you, you've crossed a line that I didn't know that you crossed. I didn't know it until I see how they're reacting. But th- this is absurd. And the only way that you, that, that, that these people, and especially these leftists, I don't even know what you call them, is to try to roll history back 60 years or more to where you look at somebody and you judge them immediately by the color of their skin. That's what they're advocating. That's what is happening. And it's so disgusting to think about. And then you get all these guys, when you start looking at the history of what happened in places like Alabama and these other places in, in Mississippi, where these men, the Charles Woodsons of the world, or Bob Woodson, excuse me, and those kind of guys, where these men... Charles Woodson stole the Heisman Trophy from Peyton right. Manning, by the way. That's right. <laughs> Has but, nothing to do with color, but it was all... No. It, but, it, was, but it was a farce. These men were really paying, paying the price so that people right now could be president of the United States and nobody think twice about it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just as a white person were just to tell me that I'm not allowed to discuss, uh, black and white. You can kiss my ass because I've grown up the way I've grown up just like you have. And nobody's going to tell me how I feel. And nobody's going to tell me that I'm racist because I think that what's going on is absolutely insane. Nobody should be either, uh, I mean, the, your, the color, immutable characteristics, your color, your skin, your gender. I mean, I can't ever remember. Let me put it this way, and then I'll shut up. <laughs> In all of our driveway conversations since I've known you, and then since I've known him and all the rest of the people, that, and, and this includes the driveway conversations with friends that I've had going back 25 or 30 years, the one conversation that never came up in all these years was racism in America. Yeah. Just, it's because it, it, and we, it's not because we were some privileged kids. It's just because it's BS. It's utter BS. Are there white people that don't like black people? Yes. Are there black people that don't like white people? Yes. Are there black people that don't like black people? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> are there white people that don't like white people? I can tell you a few people I don't like yeah, that are I white. I agree. So, And they don't like me, in fairness. Yeah. So I don't understand why people aren't allowed. Why, why am I not allowed to say, all right, uh, I don't like him. Well, what color is his skin before we determine? What do you mean? Yeah, you should either like or dislike based on your feelings and not based on what they look like. You, I mean, I, how many times have you been next to somebody and heard them speak and immediately you're like, good gosh. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. You know, you, you, you get, and, and I've been thinking about, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the truth here, Craig, not that I've ever lied to you before, but, um, Wendy and I have been watching, um, we started over in, in on, below deck, uh, Mediterranean, nice. by the way. And the first thing I noticed, I almost called you last night because the first thing I noticed was the chef named Ben, 
who's got the oh, spiky yeah. hair, oh, yeah. he laughs at the end of his conversation. Yes, he does. And so I knew for a fact that it doesn't <laughs> matter if Ben is white, black, yellow, purple, whatever color. I knew for a fact that Craig Brock couldn't stand that dude. Yeah. I knew that it, it got on his nerves, yeah. and it didn't. It does not matter because he says stuff like, well, I got the beans ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's funny about that? I don't know. I have no What's idea. About, and I, I, it I drives say, me crazy now. Well, you're going to be hypersensitive to that. I am now. now. Yeah. I, I notice it everywhere now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, Craig doesn't like that dude. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I hate to say that because it's not a personal thing, but it certainly has nothing to do with color. Yeah. I mean, no. I've never, 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 never one time. It, it, to me, it's the, it's, it's, if you're, it's, it's aim, it's, it's the least common denominator. So to me, here's, here's what it says. Your entire society, their goal, okay, if you had to put a, all right, let's come up with a, a slogan for what's going on right now. It would be aim low and hit your mark. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's man. what, that's what it is. It's like, what are you, we don't want teachers going to school. The Chicago teachers just said, and they're talking about not, we're not going back. We're not teaching. Why the hell would we teach? Well, I don't know. You're a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it is absolutely. It's taken all this time, and they've tried to sort of let everything rot from the bottom. Yeah. And now they're coming in with the bulldozers, and they're going to do it. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's it's created this it's created this perfect storm where uh, I've said this numerous times over the past few weeks. I don't know that we can dig out of it. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be something. It, it's going to be something that is is out of our control. Luckily, and and for now, I say luckily, but luckily we live in a town of eighteen thousand people. And, you know, we're probably not going to see any of the big stuff that's going to happen. But let's be honest, we've been seeing some crazy crap in, in our local politics, no too. Doubt. It's filtered down into the local politics, and, and it's sickening on both sides. I, I, it just drives me insane watching it. Um, you know, I was going to say another, another way to describe what's going on, too, like what you said, but in a different way is uh, uh, ready, ready, fire, aim. Yeah, yep. I mean it's kind of it's kind of the way That's we are too. That's exactly what. And when you look at the bills that are coming in Washington D.C., yeah. it's ready, fire, aim for sure. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. I don't even. I just can't even believe we're having this discussion. I can't even believe that civilized people, after watching what happened when uh, Democrats, who were all of the bigots in the South, okay. Every 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 one of those Klansmen down there were all Democrats. Okay, so the whole Southern strategy thing is a total lie. That's that's the first part. If you really wanted to unpack it, which we're not going to, we can do that at some other point. But yeah. that that whole thing about how uh, the South changed because they were racist—that's just all a lie. That's all a lie. Um, but you know, when you saw what those people were going through back in those days, and you watch the the real footage of people getting beaten as they're getting off a bus strictly because of the color of their skin yeah. and that these things were really happening. And, and, and when you see that, and then you compare to now where you've got a guy standing there with who everything he has costs more than anything that I have. Cell phone, shoes, vehicle, f- cell phone plan, uh, you, the whole nine. Twitter, Instagram. Yes. Every, all of the things, uh, telling me that somehow, uh, that, that because of some uh, white privilege that uh, white liberal professors came up with, which this wasn't a black uh, movement, by the way, uh, that somehow they're being set back. And, 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 you know, and then to cap it all, you know, it's an everyday thing for me. It's like, it's like every day when I get home, I get the cherry on top. And today, you know what the cherry on top was? A $600 check from the federal government. Oh, you got it. What are you going to do with it? 
Well, I, 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 I I'm, cons- I've got, t- I'm thinking of one of two things. I'm either going to go down and just cash it. I'm not going to deposit it. I'm not going to let that, that, that garbage run through my bank account. I'm either going to cash it, or um, the only reason I'm not going to do the second one is because I still value money, even though six hundred dollars with the uh, the idea that you're giving it out lessens it. It's too many people can understand that they yeah. gave you six hundred dollars, and it's not even worth six hundred dollars. Yeah, it's deflated right. that fast. Yeah. Um, but I thought about you know you know you know the little urinal targets. I thought about maybe just you know yeah and just just piss on it. <laughs> you got oh yeah yeah you know, no, because I, that, that's that's what it's worth and and you could piss on it then cash it. That would be that, that would be that, slick. that would be it. But I, I it, you know but then I, then I go to that passive aggressive thing where I'm that's you know then the bank is is sort of I, you know they really don't want to deal with that which but I don't really care because I don't like banks but it's not really their fault and so then I'm in the middle of all that so it really creates a dilemma that. I just need to cut out, so I'll probably just cash it. Yeah, we're just that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I mean, but in in the grand scheme of things, we know where it's going to lead. It's going to lead to inflation, massive inflation. It's already it's led to it. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that today. We were going to uh, eat Taco Tuesday a little while ago. Taco and, Tuesdays, yeah. Legit, shout out, shout out to to my boys at uh, at Camino. They, you know, they always do a great job over so there. So does oh, by the way, for those listening, Sumner Regional Medical Center in Gallatin has Taco Tuesday as well. <laughs> <laughs> do they really? Just, uh, yeah, they used to. Let me say that. I don't know about it anymore. Uh, well, let me here on a side note. On a side note, I, I I feel like that leads into my question: Where in the world was that gas station you told me that we need to get tacos at? Was it tacos? Is it Antioch? No, 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 no. That's not a taco. Uh, that's a it's a euro sandwich. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, Some... yeah. I, we're all over the place, but that's okay. Yes, we are. I, hey, for those of you, yes. Antioch uh, let's, truck let's, stop. Let's let's tell the people who you know. Yeah, to, uh, right find- there at the old Hickory Boulevard, Hobbs, what they call Hobson Pike, old Hickory Boulevard, right there at the top of Interchange City. You go up and you take a right, and there's there's a couple. You walk in, there's a food court right there, and there's at, two, the, at the gas station. Yes, and there's two. <laughs> if you make a left when you go in, there's two Egyptian ladies in there, and they absolutely. And yeah, I said Egyptian ladies because yeah. not because I'm racist, because they're just Egyptian ladies. They are Egyptian. Okay, I'm just pointing out right. So I walk in there, and uh, uh, Sam and I stopped, and I'm telling you what will make you slap a highway patrolman. <laughs> it is, oh, it's the best Euro sandwich I've ever had in my life. And it's in the... What, they, what, what makes it different? Then? I don't know. I don't know. But but they'll sit there, and they, they fill up the thing, right? Yeah. And then they put the stuff on and uh, before it's all the way full, and then they cap it. Oh. Oh. You, you know, it's funny how you... It's funny, it's funny how you mention that, because I remember vividly... A tasty uh, fried bologna sa- or smoked bologna sandwich from that gas station in Cookville. Oh, yeah, in the little stop area where you know things happen. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, is it not amazing? Yeah. Th- I, why? What? You know? Why is it? Why is it that we're not? Uh, those people are probably gone now. This this all this COVID and all this stuff. They probably can't even make euros and and uh, no, they're there. Smoked bologna no, and whatever. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's no, unbelievable. It, it is, and and you can't. Uh, but it goes back to the things we were saying before. It's still no different. I mean, um, you've got all these places that are being forced to close. But now, the only thing that's happened from when we had our last show to now is that the onions completely peeled back, and now you know what's going really going on. You look around these cities, and you say, why are all of the uh, businesses with less than, say, 50 employees closed? But every huge corporate 
right, where where they're in these huge corporate malls, you know, it, people like us could go in and buy a strip center, right, in Tullahoma, Manchester, even, you know, Murfreesboro, something that's three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000, right? And you could get a group of people to do it. And those are the people they're trying to hurt. Yeah. But yeah. if you go buy a, a center that's $300 million that has six anchor stores and all those type things that's corporate, uh, publicly traded companies inside there, you never had to close. I mean, how often did you go down to Thompson Lane and Murfreesboro and that whole row of stuff right there on the right start where uh, TJ Maxx and all that? that stuff, I mean, there's people standing outside waiting to get in there. Yeah. But those, yeah. Are, you know, you got, so what does that tell you? I mean, it, they've it, laid their COVID cards doesn't, on the, COVID doesn't go to certain neighborhoods. No, no. They've laid and, their and, cards completely on the table. Yeah, after after certain hours, it, it, it doesn't infiltrate your body either. You know, because or after after certain hours, it does. You got you have to shut down at ten because it, after ten, that's when it gets rampant. Well, and that was why the thing in Georgia was so huge because they now can stop worrying about trying to make everybody so stupid that they walk into walls and just just re, uh, respond to stimuli. You know, uh, and now they've got the votes, so they don't have to do that anymore. And so now they're gonna just, I mean, you better. You better hang on because if these, I'm I'm hearing people that are supposedly some of the most achieved people, you know, the the highest achievers in in the world, U.S. Senate, hundred men, and Republicans keep saying the same thing. The best you've got is that you hope that a a a sideways senator from West Virginia, he's running this country right now. Yeah. Joe Manchin is running this country. How in the world do you think that you're going to put all your hopes in? That's the best you got? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it reminds me of when Michael Irvin got popped with cocaine and when he was working for ESPN. You remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. You remember that you, as, as, as to give you an example, if that's the best you got, that may be, instead of like, you got mossed, that'll be our thing. That's the best you got? All right, here's the first one. All right, this okay, we can do it or not do it. I don't care. But this is the first one. Maybe it's one of one. ESPN, you remember when he gets stopped? Find it. Do you ever hear what his million dollar plus attorney? What they said? What they said? Okay, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I remember it happening, but I don't remember. What Former he said. Dallas Cowboy, multiple Super Bowl, big time. Could afford any attorney he wanted. If he couldn't afford him, Jerry Jones would have paid for it. So you would assume what? Best of the best. Best of the best. He gets caught crack under the seat. This is what got him out and got him rehired at ESPN after they hot fired Rush Limbaugh for pointing out. Just anyway. Uh, well, you got You see what happened was I was having a party the other night and I was frisking my boys on the way in. At my, for, it was a party for my daughter. So, of course, me not being very smart, my first question is, so your little girl, you're bringing men to the house that you know that you have to frisk to get into your front door. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a... That's a little weird. Sounds like a great family okay, event. It's a little I wonder weird. if the pony was there. So he, well, what he found some crack on one of his boys. Uh, Instead of sending uh, him home, yeah, he yeah. put it in his pocket. But he said, "I didn't want to put it in my trash can because I know the media goes through my trash can." That makes so sense. I put it under the seat of my car, and I forgot it was there. And you stopped me and looked. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best you got. That's the best you got. That's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. That is a t-shirt. That's the best you got. That sounds like a teenager's excuse. So no offense there, Colin. But so my question to you, uh, Milk, is if you were Michael Irvin in that situation, and I was the attorney, and I had just presented you a bill for services for two million dollars, and that was what I gave you, 
I'm not sure how you'd feel about writing that writing check. that check for two million dollars. That's yeah. And Michael Irvin should be asking. That's the best you got. But you know what that does? Those kind of stories, though, and and all all, all jokes aside, that's what, that's actually what really happened. But these people that are on that side of the the ledger, honest to God, they as long as they come up with something and their mouth is moving, regardless of how absurd it is, they honestly expect you. Not only do they think you'll believe it, oh, they, no they fully expect you to believe when they tell you that the ice caps and and all of it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that so, earlier. We 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 are a representative democracy where they represent idiots. Is basically what it boils down to. It and I'm not saying that seriously. I'm saying that um, there's this little bit of a daddy syndrome where they feel like we know best for for our people. You know, they're re- they're representing the people. But in the reality of it, they're going to make a decision based on what they want to do and what they think is best in the best interest of the people is what they're going to say as an excuse. So we're we're insignificant in that role, and and that's where I struggle with because sometimes they need to listen to what we have to say, and they're not any smarter than we are. And and we're, now we're facing a situation where you've got you've got people making decisions not because this is what's best interest of us because they think it's in the best interest for us, but really reality is for them to get reelected. And that's, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a proponent of term limits. Number one no question, but, but that's where we're sitting. We're sitting in a situation where uh, it's, and, and it's kind of like, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. I know. And that's in education several years ago. You remember common core when common core came out oh, yeah. and people yeah. lost their shit because Tennessee was going common core. People went crazy, and they and they didn't know what to do. They said, "Oh, we're not doing Common Core. They teach about Muslims, and they do all this other stuff." So, tell a home, I'm not telling Tennessee punted. They said, "Oh, we we're not doing Common Core." So they came out with the new revised Tennessee state standards, which, oh, by the way, Common Core with a new name. Yeah. So it goes to it goes back to that whole thing where I'm saying that they think we're idiots. You know, they think that they're representing idiots. And, and we're not idiots. So. And I, I, I happened, Janet. And that's the best you got. Tennessee state standards, that's the best that's, you that's got. That's the best you that, J, My wife and I went to school with uh, Candace McQueen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, when you were, uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> no. she, she's nice. I'm just saying there is an, a, a, a level of, and I'm not going to say her specifically because I don't mean that, but but folks in that run around in those circles that, oh, yeah, they're very much. They're far smarter. And, and you know what? I fully acknowledge that all these people are smarter than me. But what I'm not willing to uh, to, to give on is I don't care. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, regardless of how stupid you think I am, I still feel the way that I feel. And I don't feel it based on emotion. I feel it based on uh, the unnatural amount of time that I sit and think about it. Yeah. And, and the unhealthy amount of time that I sit and stew on it. Um, somebody asked me yeah. the other day, what would you do if, and I was like, I don't care. I don't care what somebody, think. you know, what, what would you do if somebody thought, uh, I don't care. I see, I don't understand why it's, 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 uh, and this is what I was telling my buddy the other day. He's, he's in the, you know, he's, he works for a company that builds these subdivisions all over the, all over the United States. And I told him, I said, I know you guys don't like going to, to rural areas, but if you want the money play over the course of the next five to 10 years, you're going to come to the Tullahomas and to the Winchesters and you're going to go to these places and you're going to start building these planned communities because people are going to start coming from all over the United States because 
think about this for a second. The only places where you can really go to a live and let live sort of place that, you know, you the, the Montanas and the Wyomings are out, okay? Yeah. Either it's cold, you can't make money, whatever, whatever. But so think about the states that are actually livable, uh, that, that are temperate, that have reasonable seasons, that you can go and it's a very much a live and let live sort of place. Well, you can't go to Nashville and do it, but no. you can go to rural Tennessee and that's do right. it. But you tell me another place that's that way. Rural Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, okay, and then Louisiana. Now, you tell me, besides Western North Carolina, I haven't been every place in this country, but it's hard for me to imagine outside upstate New York and places like that where those people are awesome. Uh, how many places are left where you can go and just I, look – you do what you want to do, and just leave me alone. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if that exists. I thought about that myself. Where where is that? It's 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 here right yeah, now. Right but now, but you alluded earlier to our local politics, where we've got woke. Uh, we've got them looking at and at at uh, the board of inclusiveness and all that. I mean, what? Why do you? Why do you even need something? Why would you even discuss this stuff? You know, and then you get the picture of the lady, and then all this people start going after each other, saying things, and and none of these people know each other. Yeah. None of these people have ever broken bread together. Undoubtedly, the people that were going after uh, the alderman that made the picture, none of them probably knew her. Yeah, maybe some did, but uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I just I don't understand why the I don't care gene is such an odd thing anymore because I just remember growing up and everybody was that way. No, I think you, no, I'm telling you, it was that way. And and I've had this conversation with Colin before and I told him, I said, you know, between the ages of 12 to 17, uh, there wasn't a day that went by that I thought that somebody might actually kick my butt for something I said or I did. I don't know that that exists anymore. I I don't know that, that, you know, so you get this sense of, uh, and, and the other thing is, is if I did get my butt kicked, I didn't go. I just I took it, you know. Oh I, yeah. I, I I didn't go home and tell mom that I got my butt kicked because you know. And then and then the the print didn't go tell the principal that so and so my son got his butt kicked at home. And I want you to do you know it's just gotten out of crazy. You said something just a second ago, and I'm just I'm curious because this is really what I thought about when we get together today. Um, is is cornbread woke? Dear God, <laughs> you know, if I, I can put my own definition on it, I guess everybody can, because it's such an absurd thing that I don't think anybody can actually define it. My dad keeps asking me to define it for him, and I said, I don't know that you can define it. You just know it when you see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. and and, and, yeah. and it's uh, you can you can probably talk about specific people, but I mean this in the most sincere way. That usually means it's going to be ugly. People who subscribe to these things, um, literally, literally, are operating on uh, like one cylinder in a V twelve. Wow, yeah. I, I mean, you literally, you literally are so incredibly ignorant. And and I hate saying that because I'm not, I don't like insulting people I don't know. But for this group of people, it's it's not hard for me even at, at even in the least because. Yeah. This is so absurd. It's so absurd. But you know what? One thing we talked about when we had a show, whenever it was, months ago, 
I can't remember which one of us said it, but uh, it was said that just watch because these people are going to keep trying to one-up each other with the most absurd, oh, you think you've got, oh, really? Yeah, oh, I'm more think, woke than you are. Oh, yeah, I'm more woke than you are because I outlawed uh, flushing number one. You can only flush number two. <laughs> you know, if it's yellow, let it mellow yeah, or you're yeah. going to get a COVID ticket. I mean, it's gotten so stupid. I'm serious. Oh, you're right. And it's it's so, when you go out to Washington and go to these places, I mean, you, you sit there and, and what it does is it's a self-defeating thing, in my view, if people think circular enough on it. Because the very people that are subscribing to this are completely opening their soul and showing the voters just how absolutely... I mean, these people are low as whale shit. I'm serious. <laughs> Another t-shirt, folks. Yeah. Another t-shirt. Well, I mean, they are. They're, 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 it's a disgrace. And, and I'm not talking about Democrats, okay? I'm talking about the people that are pushing this woke stuff. There's a lot of Democrats in this country that don't believe this nonsense. Yeah. And those are the people that somehow... You know, but it's hard when you've done something your whole life. I mean, if you've been up drinking coffee your whole life every morning for 40 years, the odds are tomorrow morning you're going to drink coffee, and four years from now you're going to do the same thing. I'm not saying that's a great analogy, but if you've been raised the way they were back in the FDR days, like my dad was and my mom was, where there's a chicken in every pot. Yeah, there's a chicken in every pot because FDR was raping people. You know, and 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 doing things. Well, I'm just serious. The history, the history of the whole liberal movement. FDR was the one that started opening the floodgates for all of this stuff. And and if you hadn't have done that, I mean, I mean, it's true. No, that's that's it's why true. that's why we love cornbread because cornbread is going to tell you it's, straight up. You know exactly where you stand when when CB is it was sitting in the chair in front of you. And I mean, I'm good with that. I don't care. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I have. I can sit here and tell you the dates and all this stuff. What I do know is that uh, these liberal policies weren't introduced in the '60s. They took on a whole new meaning in terms of the way people radicalized a lot of this thought and the things they were willing to do to push it that they hadn't done prior to that, just because they'd have been shot dead in the '50s. Um, but that was a major shift, and you know, but that's just a reality. I yeah. mean, you can't you can't deny it, and 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 the history of of like I said of race um every single one of of the Robert Birds of the world who were all of those uh, uh uh white supremacists from back in those days every single one of those people were democrats there were I think 23 or 24 of them I've told you this but we've talked about yeah, this yeah. in the 1964 civil rights act that, that that voted against it okay and the myth is all of those men who did that all turned republican the fact is that one out of 23 or one out of 24 did. The rest stayed Democrats, Robert Burt, their entire career. And that was Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond was a disgrace to the Republican Party, in my view. Yeah. Because he was a racist. Yeah. And I, there's no place, you know, the reality is, and I don't care how emotional somebody is about it, the absolute reality is that conservative people uh, are far more a friend of anybody with color on their skin than any Democrat in this country. But that's not the narrative that you. That oh, it's you get. not. But those, my friends, are that's that's when you that's etched in stone. That's the history. We have the history to support that kind of comment, not not epi, just a bunch of hoo ha and getting people yeah. all worked up and talking about you know Russia. Well, what does Russia have to do with it? I don't know Russia. Yeah, Russia. Uh, yeah, Russia bad. Capital building. Sir, insurrection. I learned a new word. Insurrection. Insurrection. 
That's what you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's and for people like me, it's easy because you say squirrel and I just. What's the root word of insurrection? <laughs> Rection. Rection. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. With one R. One R. <laughs> yeah, no, I was no the scholar over here is trying to trying to get our grammar over here. Buddy. I'd like to get that out of the way though because that's been weighing on me, and I don't want to really. Or you feel better? Well, I don't, but because <laughs> because it's going to go on tomorrow. But the thing I will say is that I think for us to continue to talk about, or for me, because you, re- I mean, for me to even keep bringing up the whole racial thing, I just think it gives it credence that it shouldn't give. So, I mean, we're going to ultimately, probably, inevitably talk about it because something's going to happen, but. Uh, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, this, this is the question I'd love to ask the city of Tullahoma people who were talking about putting this inclusivity, whatever. Okay. Everybody raise your hand. All right. Who's known somebody who's had, or either who has had it or nobody who's had cancer. Everybody in the room is going to raise their hand. Okay. Tell me somebody or, you know, that either you or somebody, you know, who's been affected by COVID. Everybody's going to raise their hand. And you could list out five or six things that everybody, and then you, the final question would be, raise your hand if you or somebody you know hates people because of the color of their skin. Nobody's going to raise their hand. Nobody. Because nobody believes that. Right. Nobody believes that. Yeah, I, I have never surrounded myself with somebody who believes that. Who do you know right now I, that I, you could tell me off the top of your head, or, or maybe ne- next week's show or whatever, I would challenge everybody that I know that's either listening or, or people that aren't here that we know, you find, not not you guys, because I know how you guys are, yeah, yeah. but you find somebody that you know that judges people and everything they say and do by the color of their skin. That's the lens. You can't find anybody you know no, that does that. No, and if we did, they would they wouldn't be welcome around us. You of course know? not. We we would we as soon as as soon as we're sitting in the driveway and we realize that that's that's their mo, we're gonna tell them to get the hell out. You know, it's it's just not it's not or you know if it's a family member you can't help it i mean we all i mean yeah. I, you know i got an uncle <laughs> yeah yeah we've so, all, we've so, all had this uncle. yeah and i'm not saying that, that that he 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 judges them by the color of the skin their skin but i am not saying that he don't <laughs> yeah. but i but what i will say is that but you got to stretch out there and that's a family member you know it's yeah. a guy i don't see much he's it's just you don't know anybody nobody in that yeah. room would be able to raise their hand and i don't i i, I don't I, I just think that You'd probably be escorted out the door, but that's the reality of what you're talking about. Well, you, I'm gonna tell you this: there are two things, two two little uh, tidbits of, of history here that I think are, are important. And, and number one is is y'all may or may not know, but Colin did a documentary last last. Uh, uh, when was that? February. You finished it in February, last February. My friend Carl. Uh, December. He finished it in December, but we showed it in February, whatever. But. One of the main themes in that story, I mean, you need to watch this on Amazon Prime. It's called My Friend Carl. Everybody can watch it for free. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, if not, you can rent it. Um, Colin also has DVDs if you want to let us know. But um, the the message in that is listening to people's stories. You know, you listen, you have to listen. And, and one thing Carl so eloquently told us, who's, and Carl is a brilliant man, and he's very, uh, he, he's had, he's battled with mental illness all his life, but he says, all this, all this shit that we're throwing at people who are homeless and who have problems, uh, it's probably not the answer. You know, one of the answers is sitting down and listening to what they have to say, listening to their stories and having a conversation with people we may or may not agree with or may, may or may not see uh, as an equal or, or someone that you would really have a conversation with. 
And honestly, I can't remember what my second one was. I don't remember my second one, my second example. But to me, that's that's that says it all. We don't listen to each other, and and, and you and I agree on most everything. And there's a lot of things. There's there's some things that we we've, we've disagreed on before. Sure. But but the group that we have right here in this group room, we've there's been times where we've sat down and listened to each other's stories, whether good or bad. And if there was a bad, if something, if Hacksaw over here, Hacksaw Heist had a had a bad day or a bad story, we would want to listen to what he have to say because that's what you do. We don't do that anymore. People don't do that with people you don't know. And and there there needs to be more sitting at the bar, beer drinking, having a conversation about disagreements without trying to bash each other's head in or cancel them or saying that that you're woke because. Well, see, isn't aren't didn't that, that, aren't they winning by virtue of the fact that you're that you feel that way and that I feel that way because I, because you're arguing. I don't uh, even know who they is anymore. Well, to but, be honest but, with no, you, I but. know what you're saying, but you're arguing for something that just naturally, I think, as as in this country, not every country, but in no. this country, naturally, the people that we know, and and I think most people that I know are going to meet people where they are. Right. All right. You can. I think. I think that the good Lord above has given us that naturally. What you're arguing is that we don't do that anymore and we need to get back to that. So you're making the most base argument that is something that it's almost should be a given, right? Well, how and easy it, is it? It is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But what they've done is they've moved the needle so far yeah. that we have to make the argument that why are we not doing basic things? Um, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's it's it. what it does is it defeats you really ever getting past this fourth or fifth layer of the onion because you're busy on the first layer. Right, you can't get past you can't get past yourself. That's what I'm saying. You, you can't get you can't think of a way to get out of the rain. You know you're 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 in your own way. And and I, I follow this guy named Daniel Pink. And Daniel Pink, uh, one of the things he says he said this years ago, but it's more uh, evident today. But he says if if all of us as human beings would assume assume positive intent, assume that the person next to you there's a reason why they're doing or saying what they're doing. And if you can assume that it's, it's that they mean to be positive and not negative, start that with the conversation. You may disagree with what they have to say, but if you go at it immediately being negative, it's always going to be negative. But if you can go at it and say, all right, we're going to disagree and, and that's fine. And I know that you're saying this and you're doing this because that's truly what you believe. And that's okay. Let's drink a beer and let's talk about something else. Yeah, I, I mean, let's I, get let's get to know each other on a different level and screw the conversation about left and right and and all that stuff. I mean, for us, I think me and you can have that conversation right now. But you got to start. You got to learn to crawl before you walk. Yeah, and and some of it's not fair because how many times does it? You know, we're, we're, was I fishing as a kid or sitting just laying in the grass or or you know because we didn't have all these other things to do as a kid. Right. Did, no internet. Well, we can't come up with our own philosophy. So my, my philosophy that I have mastered, the only thing I've mastered in my 47 years, almost 48 on this earth, uh, which not that long, but as long as I've been able to, to have coherent thought, is the easiest way for me, and this is why I'm the least judgmental person, I mean, same way as you and, and, and the rest of us, is because I wake up every morning, and I know this probably is counter to some of these talking heads, but when I wake up every morning and I'm brushing my teeth, I look in the mirror and I say, you could quite possibly be the most pitiful excuse for a human being that I, <laughs> I'm seriously. And so it's not hard to, when you get out that day to say, you know, I mean, somebody says something nice to you. Why on earth would you be so nice to me? I'm, I'm just, 
you know. Yeah, so yeah. for me, the self-loathing thing actually has tr- is has served me well over yeah. the years. Now, some people maybe can't control that and they go off into some spiral. But, you know, when you start taking yourself a little too seriously, uh, then narcissism creeps in that door and all kinds of other stuff that make you people that, that you know, they might say some nice things to you, but behind you, they're just yeah. killing you. And that may be all of us, you know, but... Uh, you, I, I, I was listening to a, an author the other day. He's he's an author and he does different things. But he made a statement to me that was so profound that I, I've been thinking about it ever since. And he he's written several. He's written tons of books and he's made money off of writing books. And the the interviewer was asking him what he's going to do next, and he's like, ah, you know, I think I might write a screenplay or uh, I may I might write a play. Is what it was. It was a play. He said a couple years ago he decided. He wanted to play Great Balls of Fire on the piano. So he, so before he turned a certain age, he took piano lessons so he could learn. And and the interviewer was like, "Why are you doing this? I mean, you you all you, you could go out and write another book. You're an intellect. Go write another book." And he said, "Well, he's like, I got some advice one time, and and that person told me that no one is going to remember you. No one cares. No one is going to remember you. And 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 he said, I started thinking about it. He said, somebody like, you know, John Lennon or or William Shakespeare, those are the rarities that people are going to remember. But think about, think about, he was using Jerry Lee Lewis as an example. You know, one of the greatest piano players ever. No one cares. Nobody's going to remember him. Nobody's going to remember Jerry Lee Lewis. No. And and, and that, that puts things in perspective when we start thinking too highly of ourselves oh and put ourselves way up here on this pedestal. The reality of it is, after a couple of generations, no one's going to remember us. No one cares, and and that yeah. and that and you know if you if you can remember that, I think that helps you, uh, you know, not just relive the same day over and over again of it your should. of your seventy five year old or eighty or ninety however long we live in our lives. We should uh, we should we should focus on reinventing ourselves on a regular basis. And 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 you know, yeah, and and I find myself you know in the middle of certain situations on a job site, you know, where I, I'll be in the middle of literally about to go down a certain road with, you know, something I was about to say or something. And I just sit there and step back and just start laughing. And I was like, I mean, who cares? It, it really know, does. I, and, and so that they go back to what we've been talking about. And, and it's hard for us to do it because I'll tell you, because I, I, I have practiced since I heard Daniel Pink say, assume positive intent. I have practiced that. I try to practice. Well, these people will know what they're talking about. They mean what they say. They're passionate about it. I don't agree with them, but that's okay. Um, but what happens to me is inevitably I'll bump into somebody who says some stupid shit that just it depends on who you're talking about. Right. To me. Well, and me too. But, but I, but I struggle with that because, yeah. because then I, since I was about in my thirties, I have tried extremely hard to uh, be aware that I can potentially be an asshole. And, and I, I want to make sure that I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to be an asshole to my kids and my, and my friends and my How's wife. How's Sometimes good. 50, 50, <laughs> but, but I catch myself and, and stuff like that helps me remember those mantras, like assuming a positive intent and remembering that nobody cares and nobody's going to remember you helps me level out and say, you know what? This life is too short for me to be a dick. Well, you, you, it's good that you were able to, to have that because I mean, I came to the same conclusion in my thirties. Um, now some would say that I haven't come to that conclusion yet, you know, and people would say when I was coaching or do you think he knows this? He's his biggest, this big of a jackass. I mean, do you think that I just met myself? Yeah. 
Of course I know. I'm really not. But at the same time, it goes back to what we were talking about. If that's going to be your first impression of me, um, because, I mean, the only thing, the only way I know how to communicate in a way that tells you or anybody that I know that, hey, I care about you. You know what I mean? I can tell you I love you, and I'm not scared to tell you guys that. But it's more fun to be sarcastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's more fun to needle you to the point where it makes you uncomfortable sometimes. And, it, you know, because I think it's funny. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know. Sorry. And I don't understand why that's why that's a, you know, people say, well, you know, why would you say these things? You get all these people that make these jokes. Well, I'll tell you why. Um, I didn't say it because I thought you might think it's funny or the world might think it's funny. I think it's funny. Oh, and I don't really care what you think. I, I mean, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but, you know, the things that come out of my mouth, Maybe I'm the only one laughing, and that's As, totally okay because that's you know. So, hey man, I, I've been there before. I've been there before where I am the only one laughing though. Yo, and, no and doubt about it. And somebody, you know, somebody like my wife is looking at me, and she's like, "What the heck are you doing?" Oh and yeah, I'm like oh, just you, you don't even want to know. Yep. And you'll hear a name sometimes, like sitting in a doctor's office, and they'll they'll yell somebody's name. We were at a doctor's office not long ago, and they called somebody's name, and I don't know what it was about the name. But it's one of the funniest names I'd ever heard. I can't exactly remember. I just remember laughing for 15, and she's sitting there. I mean, I can't breathe, you know? And she's like, you've got to stop. I said, why do I have to stop? Well, because they're, they're staring at you. They're they think, think you're laughing at them. Well, I can't do anything about that. They, it's not their fault that that's, they have yeah. a weird name, but it's still funny. It is funny. You know what I mean? We, I, we need to light. Everybody needs to lighten up. That's what needs to happen. We'd also, we just all need to laugh more. We need to have a good time and laugh more. And, and that's the ticket. It is the ticket, and and I think that these conversations to me help me. It, you notice how we shifted and we started going into what we do. This is what we do, anyways. We start sure. talking. We have run the gamut from politics, and now we're talking. Well, we about, can sit here and and I think quite honestly, I mean, if if we want to sit here and start peeling back, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, we can do that whenever we want, and and you know, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is like I said, a stream of consciousness thing. Maybe we. Dig down one day, and then the next show we don't. I don't really care. No, I, I think that um, I think you you're spot on. This is a stream of consciousness thing. It really I is think it, I, because that's what we do in the driveway. Now, I I'm not against. I think I think it'd be fun to have somebody with us every once in a while and have them see what their sure. stream of consciousness. What happens when you cross the streams? You know, what, well, <laughs> you got I mean, that, I, again, you like that reference there. You remember the? I, I would love don't to cross have the streams, somebody but. that is that is. Uh, because it's very easy for people to sit in front of these microphones, which people are doing these things all over the world. Oh, millions. Um, and it's very easy for them to sit there and, and point fingers and make accusations. It would be uh, a lot. Uh, it would be it would be interesting if there was somebody either on a phone or sitting right there who now I could play the liberal and and the sociopath woke person. Uh, <laughs> and, and I could do that and just play devil's advocate and we could role play. But it, I'm Ooh. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get, I get. Yeah, I know how that'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be wearing the dress. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, I, I was about to say something else too, but that would have been totally over the, over, yeah, yeah. over the line. But uh, you know, and and get a, get a perspective because I, it, it, you get to talking in a vacuum sometimes. That's why I like to say. You know, if I'm if I'm having, an, I don't mind pointing out what the other side would say and say this is their viewpoint, but here's why I disagree. You know, but uh, as far as talking to people, I am 100% to, for talking to people who 
for whatever reason. I don't really care what their reason is. Their worldview is just not like mine, okay? Yeah. And that's okay. Um, and maybe this you had these reasons for voting or doing the way that you live and the way you want to live. That's all fine and good as long as they're people that are that are reasonable people who aren't trying to live my life, okay? Who I cannot surround myself with and who I unfortunately, sadly, because I do think you're right, we should we should try to talk to anybody that we can if if they're wanting to. And I'm not talking about standing on a street corner. I get what you're saying in context, yeah. but there is no possible way that I can sit in a room and and listen to a bunch of woke nonsense. Yeah. And even surround myself or break bread with people like that. Right now, the way I told I told our buddy Purdom, I said, um, what I've done is I've grandfathered in my friendships. So, uh, and I don't, don't, don't take this the wrong way. It's not to say that somehow my, my being your friend is somehow in demand by no means. What I, what, what I am I saying, I want to know where I'm ranked. Yeah. What, what I am saying is, uh, I, I'm not, yeah, I do know some people who are lefties. Okay. But I love them and that's never going to change because they're lefties. Yeah. But I am not taking on any new lefty friends oh, that are you. woke. That if you're just a lefty, yeah. A classic lefty. Classic lefty, which yeah. I'm I am as a true what I think a true conservative is, I'm literally I mean, we're different shades of gray than classic liberals. Yeah. We really are. Aside from uh uh just really mainly abortion in in the more sociopathic, you know, murderous type stuff like that that's <laughs> I'm just serious, it's gone off the rails. Okay. I mean call it what they are, they're the party of death. I mean let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Well, we know, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not getting into that. But I'm just saying, um, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It, 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 I'm not I'm not interested in even remotely sharing oxygen with these woke people. I see, and see, I'm, and maybe it's because our personalities are a little bit different in that area. I'm okay with it, except I'm not okay with it if it becomes an angry conversation or an accusation conversation. Is there any other there conversation is not. No, with no, them? there is not. But but I would love to sit down with somebody and have a respectful conversation on why they believe what you they can't, believe. Nick, you can't, Nick. I agree. Because you they can't. don't have they can't defend no, those woke no. positions. The only way you can defend no. it, all right? I mean, it's very simple. If you're if say I'm the woke person, we can do some role playing. It's what I did earlier. You're the guy well, well can, by, by earlier, you mean what we were talking about on here, not even any other Oh, time. no, no. Yeah, talking yeah. about here. You could play yourself because you would be that way. You would say, hey, I'll meet you where you are, but I'm the woke guy. And you say, all right, so Mr. Woke, you know, tell me how you can justify uh, taking other people's stuff and giving it to other, you know, how you can justify the shutdowns and all these things. And I literally am going to sit here and go, Russian collusion. <laughs> insurrection subornation oh subornation subornation and root word is surrection yeah yeah um what are the other things what are the other things um um southern strategy give me some more and they're gonna and that's all i can say it's it's you you know and it's gonna talking be talking points regurgitation points it's gonna be discussed it's gonna be vo- me vomiting just right there in front of you yeah. That's what it's going to be. So I don't I, know. No, I get that. It would be. It yeah. would be. It'd and be it's just going to frustrate you, and you're just going to roll yeah. your eyes. And and that's why you don't see anymore. You know, you remember the days, and it wasn't very long ago when these talk shows at nights would have Crossfire would have them. You had oh, Hannity yeah, and Combs, yeah. not just Hannity. Yeah. Have you noticed that there doesn't exist? 
Nobody come from the other side goes on these places because uh, neither one of them can defend themselves. Republicans can't go on CNN because they start bringing up the fact that half of the Republican Party is in the the Bohemian Grove thing and they're raping small boys. And then lefties can't go on the Tucker Carlson's of the world because they get absolutely leave there in a pile of ashes. Yeah. And and so neither one of them can go because they're all so full of shit. You know, we but I listen. I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan, but I listen to Joe yeah. Rogan all the time, and he's the one who can. I mean, that guy that guy has everybody on there, and he talks about that. He says anytime you have these news shows, you get sound bites, and nobody wants nobody wants to be a part of a sound bite. But if you can sit down for three and a half hours and you talk to somebody one on one about, and he's able to do that for whatever reason, he's got the ability. You got this MMA guy, this you know this athlete. But he's super smart, and he doesn't, he doesn't claim to be super smart. But he's able to do it. He's able to pull off what we say we can't do. He, he is. But I got a question for you because this one's the only thing. This is, this is not an issue with, with Rogan necessarily in, because I, I think he's a great, and I agree with a lot of what he says. But this goes back to the part for me that I can't quite put a pen to the paper. And he's a perfect example now that you bring it up. Because I agree with you that he's a brilliant guy. I, he's obviously very. Um, he's in a high income, high uh, high wage earner. Okay. Oh yeah, hundred so, million dollars from Spotify. Yeah, so he has he has that as part of his uh, sort Ability. of probably helps him. Well, but I'm sure that helps shape his worldview. You would think. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's very accomplished. He 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 has all these things. Yet, the man that he would vote for for president is Bernie. Could quite possibly be one of the stupidest members to ever come through the Senate. Yeah, he, he is a Bernie fan. And it, and it you sit back and you go, you know, I, I just wonder sometimes if, um, you know, they the reason that they sell more red, you know, red costs more retail red, you know, and it's like everything the Democrats do is painted in red because underneath it's really the same nonsense, but they just paint it up fancy. And I think people like him, as brilliant as they are, yeah. um, have bought into this utter nonsense. And I will say this about Tulsi Gabbard, and this is what leads me to believe that she's more than capable, is she's not, She the more she apparently has, I guess, sort of peeled her own layers of the onion back on this UBI thing, the less I think she likes it. Now, I can't say that because I'm not speaking for her. Just in what I've heard her say from the first time she started talking about UBI. And quite honestly, I'm not even going to sit here. I've told you when we had our last shows, I opened a check today. We're already on UBI, folks. Oh, yeah, we're there. We're already there. And we, we've talked about this for 10 months now. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't believe it, what's the 600 bucks? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's it's, there. Just, it's a test. It's a beta test. But she's the one. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm Tulsi for president. Donald Trump, here's the other thing maybe uh, I want your opinion. 74 million people um, and un, and untold uh, uh, how many people's votes were changed, counted, or whatever. It, it's I'm not even... I don't know that we even should spend time on the whole election fraud thing. It was so clearly obvious to everybody who, who literally, if you're able to pick your nose and find anything in there, then you know what happened. So let's not even pretend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, there, there are some that can't find it when they. Yeah, no, eyes. I know, and I understand that people like us are now we're we're t- we're, we're we're idiots because we're whatever. But this 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 just not even act like it didn't happen. A water main break in Fulton County, then they don't even have water there. Don't they get it from Tennessee? Well, the funny thing is, when you have county buildings, everything that's done 
has to be accounted for. Okay, it's not like in your house or in something else, right, where you just go fix it and you don't say anything to anybody. There's got to be requisite. There's got to be different things that are done. There's got to be this order. There's a form. Okay, no, there's nothing. Nobody could find anything about a water, anything. All right, that's just a total lie. What they did <coughs> at that point for that how many hours? Only them and the big man upstairs knows. That's right. That's, the, all, that's only who. And the know. other 330 million people in this country also know. <laughs> but my question to you is, uh, people like my dad, um, you know, I was, for me personally, I was not a supporter of Donald Trump when he first started. Okay? I thought he was a Democrat. I still think he's a, a, a populist Democrat. But I've told you for years now, that's how the Republican Party has to win with a Sam Nunn populist type you know, Democrat, although none wasn't necessarily as much of a pop. Anyway, uh, he certainly changed the party. But uh, you got a guy, so tell me what your thoughts are. You have a man who, I've never voted for a president in my life. I've written in, but I never, ever, ever, ever could stomach the two names on there, or three, mm-hmm. or whatever it was, okay? Yep. I probably should have voted for Ross Perot, had I known now what I knew, you know, I didn't. Um, of course, I was in high school still, so, you know. But um, you got a guy who won my vote over with what he did to put this country uh, on its feet and and give give Americans preferential treatment from American government, which is, to me, the whole, that's the whole crux of the deal. And a guy like that, and all the good things he did, which, with your you, with your eyes open, you have to acknowledge, but he is the single biggest narcissist, including the last President Obama, who was the biggest narcissist I'd ever seen to that point. He's the single biggest narcissist that I have ever seen in politics, ever. And yeah. that includes the Kennedys. Oh, yeah, I agree. So, what do you... I mean, it, it, let's say 2024 is coming around and you are the Republican National Committee chairman and Milk has been tasked with coming up with whether or not Donald Trump needs to represent the Republican Party again in 24. I'm going to say I'm going to say no. I'm against it. And and I'm I'm the opposite of you. I started off and I, I mean, there's no doubt. I see I see what he's done what he's done to the country and things have prospered the economy has been high even though that you're told that it's not i just noticed gas prices uh uh were two were up 30 cents on friday they're up 10 more cents today so we're gonna see more of that we're gonna see prices go up we're gonna see our taxes go going up up in the winter normally it goes up in the summer right it it didn't make any sense but but he he kind of lost me uh with all this radical stuff he kind of lost me with all this conspiracy even though it's not him but it is uh he lost me with uh Honestly, I, I said this the other day. If Twitter had banned him six months ago, he would have won, and and it, he just he couldn't he could not shut up. He could not shut up, and I'll I, I can't I don't I don't know that I could sit down and drink a beer with the guy I, just because the stuff he says. I'm just like God. Just get over your. It's like what you said. He's a narcissist, and I, I I'll tell you what I think. What I and I told Colin. I told I told other people this too. But the reality of this whole process. Is not Donald Trump. Uh, the Republicans got out. I got out hustled. No question. From 2016 
The Democrats knew exactly what they were going to do. And since 2016 until now, the Republicans got out-hustled. Now, going back to my question, um, and when I say out-hustled, I'm not talking about hard work hustled. I'm talking about hustled like color of money hustled. Like Paul Newman hustling you in a game of pool. Yeah, I think it was a reverse hustle, actually, in my view. I, 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 uh, I think I agree with some of that. Um, the hustle was that I, I would tell you that I don't think that that it that they got out hustled by accident. I think it was absolutely on purpose because the Republicans in the House and in the Senate do not want to be in charge while a president um, is destroying their little playhouse. Yeah, and burning uh, their well, little playhouses no, no. down. You got a point. You got a point. And, and and that's what this man. I mean, think about it. He, he many, had no. He had no. Uh, nobody was controlling it. Well, it, think about how many years we've been told we can't have peace in the Middle East, right? Since the Car- yeah. since before the Carter administration, yeah, yeah. without Iran, he did it. Yeah, he did it. We can't we can't bring uh, away, jobs yeah. back to this country. We can't bring manufacturing back to this country without all these things. He did it. Yeah. We can't do this. We can't do that. And he did all these things. Yeah. And so these people. You know, are are it's exposing them for what they are. They're, it's just, I don't know. It really, I keep seeing every time this kind of stuff happens. The 1984, the book, yeah. but goes into the top ten list because of the analogies that everybody draws from it. Um, you know, I guess it's better than the catcher in the rye going into the top ten. Yeah, no but um, you know, it, it just, it really is true though that. The the these three hundred men are so filthy and disgusting. I mean, the Rand Pauls of the world are literally one off type men. The Tulsi Gabbards of the world, you know, and and like Rand Paul or don't like Rand Paul, he's generally stuck to his guns. Yeah. He doesn't waver all over the place. And when it comes to freedom, he was one of the first Republicans to start talking about how absurd the Patriot Act is when your 43rd president of the United States, who was a Republican, by the way, was shoving this stuff down our throats where Republicans are sitting here looking at each other going, what is happening right now? And, you know, it, I guess you left to think if a Republican president's going to shove a Patriot Act down your throat like that, I mean, what do you think the Democrats are going to do? Yeah. Yeah, it's just if, sad. There's nobody that represents. No, you, that, you we've know. said this. Colin and I talked about this. We're you know we, you, we're almost what's called politically homeless, where you're in yeah. a, you're in you're in the uh, limbo of politics, and hopefully we can get somebody who's a statesman and a woman in the future, and maybe that's maybe that's Crenshaw Gabbard, 2024. Uh, who knows? The problem is it's got to be through somehow. It's got to be through the Republican Party. I know, and, and until DNC, that and that's, changes, that's why neither one of them. So you, I don't know, and you know, an independent's never going to win. So that's it, a shame because that's where that's where that's where things change. It is, and 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 I do think that that somebody like a Gabbard can come in there, and where people like me and you, who, um, I mean, you know how really easy it is to. It's was you know, my wife used to. Now she's very into the politics thing because of this nonsense, and I I almost wish that it wasn't happening just because her life was a lot better without worrying about politics, um, but. You know, we, we talk about it all the time, and I told her, I said, you know what? Talking politics with me is really, really easy. It, we might we might sit and, and, and sit there and, 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 you know, grind it down to dust just because we enjoy doing it. But the reality of it is, beyond three or four or five things, 
any question that you ask me, I just say, you know, well, what do you think about uh, legalizing marijuana? It doesn't matter what I think. It just doesn't. It's it's up to the state of Tennessee. Well, what do you think about abortion? Doesn't matter what I think about abortion. Yeah. Doesn't matter that I think it's sick, and that's being used in ways to just deteriorate the black population. And it's it was started by a eugenicist. It doesn't matter that I think those things. I think it's the state of Tennessee's decision whether they want to allow. Yeah, and it's a Crenshaw thing. Crenshaw. Yeah. Crenshaw's a, a state guy. And you think about uh, powers reserved to the states. Yeah. And how how the question is. How willing are you to stick to that gun? Um, I'm willing, but how willing are people? Because you think about the reputation that Barry Goldwater got uh, from his vote uh, uh, against the, ninth, the the Civil Rights Act, because he was knew he was going to be branded a racist the rest of his life. But he was such a state rights advocate that he felt the federal government was overreaching with the yeah. legislation. It was going to be legislation that was going to happen anyway. That yeah. was already, and so. I don't. I mean, I can't think of a single question unless you want to talk about the military, or the Federal Reserve, or another handful of things that I couldn't tell you. So it really, yeah. You know, see what I'm saying? It, it really the, the political arguments that you people have in bars and all over the places when they start fighting each other irrelevant. It really is because you're either one of two things anymore. You either think that the federal government has the right to to rule your life, or people like me, who I think this is the to me the core of conservatism, and I think that. Different conservatives find what they think is their core. Okay, I don't think it has to be the same. For me, it's I'm the opposite of whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you're one of those people that thinks that every time you step outside the house and see something that is either offensive to you, makes you uncomfortable, whatever, that the government is supposed... I'm against... Okay, I'm the opposite of that. Yeah. So I don't think that the federal government should be involved in your lives in education. What do you think about education? I think the state of Tennessee should decide how to educate their kids. Matter of fact, I would say something even more than that. I think that Coffee County should decide how to educate their kids. And I think that if they have a different set of standards than, say, someplace else, then you're going to either win that or you're going to pay the price for that by either getting kids and families moving in or you're going to lose people because your schools aren't worth the crap. And so... I mean, I don't see why you can't go, but you don't, they, they don't, they want consolidated power. And then, you know, in the same breath I say that, you see some of these inept politicians, at least here in this town, um, and you think, my God, you know, you, you really want those people making all the, di-. so it's sort of scary because, <laughs> you know, but, but I do think that people like you, I would be more than comfortable if I knew that somebody like you was, was tasked with the decision of, all right, this is going to be the curriculum for whatever the grades are or something like that. It, um, my only fear, my good friend, is um, a lot of people that are uh, sort of either academic or quasi-academic don't all have your worldview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, little different. Some, yeah, some of them may be, you know... But that's okay. I, I mean, it's just, it, 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 it makes you wonder, um, it, it makes you wonder with what's going on if our kids have a chance right now because they're going to be missing two years it's of tough. their lives. It's, yeah, it's tough. And I, and I think the good thing is, is their resilience, their brains are, are uh, their brains are constantly growing. So they, I think they're, 
they have a better chance of, sur- of surviving and thriving than the adults do. <laughs> so we're, they're in a better situation. We just have to keep we have to keep everybody going, and that that'll be the, that's the tough part. But I will tell you this: I probably am one of the few academics in the world who watch uh, Below Deck. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be. I have to be in the. Let me let me correct you on that. You're one of the few academics who admit they watch Below Deck. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. are there is don't don't these people out there. I don't care who you are. You can have as many PhDs as you want. Don't lie. You're watching Below Deck. I, I want to know. I want to know so, who else because I, I, it's fantastic and I appreciate you hooking us up. Oh, that, and my that pleasure, show. my pleasure. And and you want it, but I'll tell you what. There's certain things that you can do that you can you can sit down and write a thesis, okay? If you really like studying people, right? And, oh, it's a great and, observation. Oh, it is, and and you know, and there's 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 varieties of ways you can go sit at Epcot or Disney, yeah, and yeah. with a pen and paper, and that if you do that for like two or three days, you could write a full doctoral thesis, oh, and then God. you could defend that to any panel you wanted, any school, <laughs> and, okay? Uh, uh, watch something like a Below Deck, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um. You know, there's just a handful of things that you can do that you can really, uh, you know, get a pretty. Good... Oh, we we analyze each character, each oh. person every time, and it's it's fantastic. Because you can't, you know, it it you you sit there in the one breath and you th- you think that can't be serious. Yeah. And yeah. then you know, then you realize something happens to make it where it, it does seem like it's real live TV, and and it's like you're going in and out of this. And I just wonder where these people come from. Because I mean, now Kate, have you seen her on the after show oh, with yeah. the little dog, and she's yeah. all yeah, she's now like, wealthy and what? It, yeah, she's anal- She's she's doing play by play now. You know, you know what I think about after I, when I watch this show now? I don't think about stuff like that. You know what I think about? Hmm. What would it be like if we we and I say we by us our group? What if we were on below deck? What if what if you were the bosun and and you know Ross is the first stew and and we're all sitting around and. JK and Jordan and Timor yeah. and all, everybody, everybody, Josh is in there. And first thing that would have to happen is cameras turn off. <laughs> no, that's the, I'm telling you, that would be the most entertaining show. Yeah, ever. well, they would just be, one, just one charter. And I think that would be yeah. the highest rated show oh. in the history of Bravo or whatever channel it's on. I just can't tell my mom that I'm on the show because she's going <laughs> to watch. Be, yeah. But look, look, man, we've, we have, we've gone over an hour, haven't we? Haven't we, producer, Mr. Producer? We we probably have talked it. He's 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 ready to go to bed. Yeah. I'm sure. So yeah, we yeah. Uh, we we need to continue this conversation. We need to. We're, I I'm all in and talking to a bunch of stuff. You know, I we talked about aliens earlier. I want to talk about aliens. I want to talk about weird stuff. I want to talk about fun stuff. I want to talk about sports. Uh, sports gambling in Tennessee now that it's something that we can do. Yeah, and, and I and I don't. I know you're you're trying to end it, but I will. Maybe this is for the next time. But I will ask you. I'm I'm still a little perplexed, and maybe Dano can tell us this. But I'm a little perplexed. How do you know who let all of this alien stuff, at least in terms of media and all this stuff, who was the one that finally kind of let it all out of the bag? Was it the Navy? Harry Reid. Oh, was it Harry Reid? Why did he let it out of the bag? That's something that I'd like uh, to find we, out we for the next time. Out. That's it. That's it. Remember that, Mr. Producer. He said apparently for the last 15 years, 20 years, when Harry Reid was in the Senate, he was the Senate Majority Leader, yeah, as you remember. Yeah. He was pressing like crazy to get all this. Yeah. I, he was from, where is he from, Nevada or something like that? Yeah. So yeah. maybe there's, strange though there we we need to we need to explore that topic and we definitely need to get back connected with the ghost hunters they they yeah. i lost connection with them yeah. but i want to get back with them and maybe we can get them on here too that'd be awesome i have yeah. a couple of guests yeah. here and there uh sorry we bounced all over the place we, but that's I tell what we're you gonna what, do I think stream of consciousness consciousness yeah. well, i think all that stuff that we talked about is probably going through uh i think one of the things that we said 
months and months ago was, you know, if nothing else, just people know they're not alone. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's funny because people, nice listen- people are listening. And and we have stepped up our game in the world of uh, equipment. Oh, there's uh, no question. Producer, producer Colin has hooked us up. Very nice. Sir. And if we can keep him sane and and putting up with us, then we're gonna have some good stuff at least for the next few months while he's still here, not going to college. But uh, as in the meantime, this is this will be episode one of our new season. We're not even really a new season, but we're calling it that. And we'll be many, many more. Uh, probably at least several times a month, three or four times a month. Um, and then we also we have a Twitter. And I believe it is at MNC Podcast. And we have an Instagram that's new. And it is also at MNC Podcast. I believe both of them are the same there. So uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, get on the show. We'll interview you, even if you disagree with us. Oh, please. I feel so, like we should be singing We Are the World with these things. I agree, man. This is, this is I feel like, I actually we feel like are. I'm feeling like that. I'm feeling a little bit of Run DMC. Uh, we yeah. got, the, we got it, hey, have you seen? Oh, okay. Before we go, have you seen the new, uh, the YouTube scoop? There it is. No, Tell me you've seen oh, the yeah, commercial. yeah, with the, oh, with the, with the, with with those guys, tag man. team, tag team, yes. and they're dancing. And oh, I, 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 we, we saw it the night before we went to sleep, and I said, How old are those guys? Yes, and I laughed. I'm like, They're probably my age. You know, oh, it's great, about, they're you, a little bit older, but that, yeah, that was stuff. oh man, that's so good. But uh, until next time, uh, thanks for listening to Milk and Cornbread. Have a great one.